0: I don't know about you, but my shoulders were moving. <laughs> and I promise by the time this thing's over with, this, that's going to be stuck in your head. And, and it, I'm just telling you, he's trying to do something new. And you're like wondering, like, why did you go with the 90s look with something new? Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't matter what. What's, he's still good. He's still, he's still new. I'm excited about where this is going to go. I'm, I'm trying to get you to a place where you're going to feel there's life in church. There's, there's something new in your mind, this mindset. And, you know, we started a new series this week, but it, honestly, it started last week. We just didn't kind of unfold it yet. And if you weren't here last week, I promise you something. You need to go back and look. I've listened to the sermon again. God set me free over my own words. And I had to go back and re-listen to what was said. Go back and re-listen, and we're going to continue the mind, if the mind can get in order, guess what else gets in order? Everything else. Right. It's a new thing he's trying to do in our lives. It's a new season. I'm excited about it. I don't know about you, but I am. We, uh, we, were, <laughs> we were listening. I've heard this song over and over. And if you don't know who this is and you're too young, I'm sorry. Um, it's one of the best Christian artists in the, in the world. DC Talk, back in the day.
1: What's get up? get down with the decent
0: talk. <laughs> now, some kids don't know, some young adults don't even know anything about that, but that was like the anthem and everything. And, and I, I don't know where I heard this a while back, and I heard this, and I was like, he's doing something new. And this song popped up, and I was like, you know what? That's going to be the anthem because it is, a, it is a movement. He's doing something new. And I want this thing to just keep blowing up and going and going. God, you're doing something new in my mind. You're doing something new in my life. Everything is new. When I take a step, it's going to be a new step. Like, like your best days are ahead of you, that, that's just not meant for your tomorrow. That's meant for your next step. He orders your step. So you stepping out of here, it's new every moment you take. Walking backwards isn't going to be a thing. We have to keep moving forward and see what God has in store. So we're excited about it. We're, we're going to play with this whole thing, you know, with what we're doing in the 90s and stuff like that. And so we're going to play on that and keep having fun with it. Um, I'm trying to talk Sam into doing a dance challenge and uh, 90s dance challenge, but we'll see what happens. Got to get his soul into it. Um,
1: He's got to learn the 90s, I guess. Oh, yeah.
0: Misi, you're going to have to help him. But you're stuck in between. That's cool. Um you know.
1: Doing the Roger Rabbit, all that kind of stuff. Whatever you got to do.
0: Wouldn't it be fun, like, one Sunday morning, we're just like, it's a 90s theme. Everybody dressed in 90s. We
1: kind of already kicked it off oh. a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah. Isn't it weird that the 90s is back in style? I know. Style.
1: Jada asked me this morning, Mom, why are you wearing, why are you wearing that to church today? Because <laughs> I, I can? I was yeah, like, because it goes with the theme. You don't know. You don't know nothing about the 90s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know nothing we say back in the day and it wasn't actually that long ago. No. But listen, in the end God's doing something new. And I think we need to let people know that. And so we I want I want to kind of can I can we like real quick. I'm not going to recap much cuz you got to just go watch that and listen to it or whatever cuz there's all kinds of ways to listen to that sermon. I don't know if you even went back and tried to reread that scripture. It's powerful but we're going to step right into the next part of that because right. the end of the sermon, there was so much unloaded in that, that we're going to kind of move forward from that. He's doing something new. We need a new mind. And I hope that that right. was a blessing to you and that you, your mind is starting to stay into a place because it's, it's a daily thing. It's a exercise that you have to have in your life. This isn't like a new year's resolution. And it's not like an, like you're working out or you're trying to eat well. It, and you're doing those things. That's amazing. But they're just not like, like a 21-day thing. This is a lifestyle of, of mind. My mind is going to be made up. That's why I said that's what separates Christians from anybody else is transformation. How am I smiling when all hell's breaking loose? Because my mind is focused on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My source is anchored in who he is. Right. But when your mind is in that, you walk in his favor. You walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So when David perceived, remember this? He perceived, when he perceived what had happened, he killed it in his mind. And when he killed it in his mind, he killed it in his life. And nobody can lift that man up off the ground. But when he perceived it for himself, he got up. Church, has anybody got up? You see what I'm saying? When you perceive it. But here's the thing we're going to get into. What happened next? We said it quick, but we're going to kind of dig into it just a little bit because when he got up, he didn't have a long conversation about it. He didn't go tell a friend. He didn't just say, you know, I can't believe that happened and, you know, I've made mistakes and I did. He didn't talk about it. He got up. What did he do? He washed. He washed himself of it. He changed all of that. He put on his garment isn't it the craziest thing when the the prodigal son comes home and the father's just sitting there at at, at the edge guess what the father never did well you know i need to go in town over to this side because he might be over there you know at Sixth avenue might be hanging out over there so i need to go make sure i scope it out and make sure when he comes out i go get him he stayed on his property and prayed because he had to know that look the holy spirit's gonna have to woo this child back home The Holy Spirit's gonna, but when He comes home, guess what we're gonna be? We're gonna have arms open, we're gonna be loving, we're gonna be, we're not gonna re-rehearse the past, we're gonna look to the future, we're gonna focus on the future. New things are happening. But the battle that happens in people's mind is that they think that everybody's going to rehearse their past. And listen, that's not the case. Because when you have a new mind, you have a new focus. Like today, your giving should have been over the top because it's not an option that I need a chart sheet to think if I should give to God today, I will choose to give to God today. That's what I get to do because that's my obedience to Him. When your mind, it changes everything. I will will give to, I will help somebody else. I will speak life to somebody. I'm not going to think, well, should I say, what could I say? Should I say that? Is that you, God? Is that really you? Is that not you? My mind is made up because I'm walking in faith. It's a new day it's a new thing that he's doing and we're going to see the gospel unfold and ch- like i said last week if you will allow the mind to stay focused on who he is it will change everything every single thing in your life will change forever until the day you die that even in your grave that people could look and say that person they had a made-up mind, even to that. That's
1: good. I want you guys to go ahead and turn with me to Second Samuel chapter twelve, and we're going to read verses fifteen through twenty-five. Right. Um, we're going to recap on that story from last week with David. And so, if you got your Bibles and you got everything ready, say Amen.
0: Amen. I got mine.
1: All right, here we go. It's glowing. Verse fifteen: And the Lord afflicted the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became sick. And David therefore sought God on the behalf of the child, and David fasted, and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us how then can we say to him that the child is dead he may do himself some harm but when david saw that his servants were whispering together david understood that the child was dead and david said to his servants is the child dead they said he is dead then david arose from the earth and he washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes and he went into the house of the lord and worshiped he then went to the house of his own house and when he asked they set food aside before him and he ate Then a servant said to him, what is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he he said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba and went into her and lay with her. And she bore a son, and his name was called Solomon. And the Lord loved him and sent a message by Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. God, we ask today right now that your word would be set forth in front of us, God. And God, that all things that have been um, perceived, God, in our minds, God, if they are of us, that they would be set straight to the perception of you. And God, I pray, God, that you would allow us to see and set our minds on you, God, for the goodness and the fullness of what we have for this year, for this new thing that you're doing. And we thank you, God, for all that you're doing. We receive your word and we choose to allow it to saturate our hearts today. In your mighty name. Amen. 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 So what's crazy is after David had went in and he fasted, it, it, pastor brandon talked a couple last week about a couple things that he did kind of hit on it about how he got up he washed and anointed himself and he changed his clothes and those were things that he had done but he could no longer lay in that circumstance where he was he couldn't lay in it anymore fasting and praying because he understood that god meant what he said and there was nothing that he could do about it there was nothing he was going to do to change it so he had to get up He washed his face, he anointed himself, and he changed his clothes. David understood that God meant business. He understood that. And that he needed to refocus his life back to the place to be about the Father's forgiveness and what he wanted to do and about the Father's business. He wanted to be about the Father's business. And today we want to talk to you about something called Mind Your Business.
0: Ooh. Hey, mind your business
1: now before we get into that fully I know that you're looking at it and seeing what you know I know y'all's thoughts are going to a certain place but I want to break it down to what God has given to us at this second see David wasn't put in the position as king to pursue his own desires and his wants he was put in that position to do the business of the Lord See the business wasn't to build his own kingdom. See David was worried at this moment about building his own kingdom and his own wants and his own desires, the kingdom of self. During this section where he took Uriah's wife and slept with Bathsheba and ended up having a son and that son died because it wasn't out of what God had wanted to do. It wasn't the God it wasn't God's business.
0: Well he he stayed home real quick. He stayed home. The David was a fighter. He led the army. So for him to stay home and be on his, out on his balcony, was, they were all at war. David led war. So it, would, it already messed up. He already was doing something that he shouldn't have done. And let me just say something real quick. It wasn't a sin that David saw Bathsheba naked. It was a sin that he looked back and saw her twice. You, you, when you first see something, you're like, oh! But when you try to gl- glance again, there's where it goes. You, something might pop up on the, on the internet, and stuff happens all the time, but if you keep glancing back, there's your problem. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't the first thing that happened. It was what happened when he did it again. Wait, let me go back and look again. That, that created a seed, but if he was obedient to God in the first place, he would have already been out at the field. There's no, when your thoughts are already captivated by what God wants, you, you focus on him, but when they get captivated by the enemy you start losing the purpose of what God has and what my prayer and our prayer up here is that our focus gets put back on him so that our direction can be focused on who he is and what he desires. It's your mind it's your business mind your business.
1: you mind your
0: business I will okay mind yours
1: <laughs> I do most of the time can't say always. I'll work on, Okay, I'm just going to get into it so yeah, I don't lie. So here we go. So to counseling. have a business, when when somebody has a business, and I, I wanted to look this up because we're breaking it down completely different. So get your mind. Don't perceive what you think everything is. Ask God to give you his perception, okay? Don't look at everything in the way that you think that it is. God's wanting to give you a new mind because he's doing a new thing so that you can perceive his business, okay? What he wants to have done. And the reason that David went into the wrong perception of thing and did things wrong was because he wasn't minding the business that God had given him okay so to have a business the definition of having a business is the act of producing goods for the service of others to mind something is to regard it as important to be attentive to to be concerned with to pay obedient heed or attention to to choose to want to do something. That's to mind something. When David's mind was off God's business and focused on his wants and desires, it got him into a world of hurt, literally. All his business produced was death, chaos, and destruction. You're
0: going to go in debt with that business.
1: It didn't, his goods didn't really service anybody. They weren't of service to anybody. They didn't even service himself. He thought they did. But in the end, it didn't produce anything of quality to produce spiritual equity in his in self. That's good. Romans, I want to read to you Romans 5 or 8, verses 5 through 6. It says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. Mm-hmm. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. See, David knew that a mind whose business was the world would only produce worldly results and services, but a mind whose business was the father's would produce the fruits of the spirit and truly be of service to the world. God, if we're supposed to be about his business, that means that we are supposed to be carriers of the fruit of the spirit of God. We are supposed to produce good fruit and that fruit is supposed to be of service to those that are around us, right? Right. So here we go. I ordered groceries today because I was too tired and I didn't really want to go to the grocery store today. So I ordered them online last night so that I could get up after church, set it at a certain time, go get my groceries and go home. Okay? but the thing about it is, is when I look in my bag, I have to trust that those who were in that business did good work to produce what was good to put inside of my vehicle so that that would be of service to me and my family to feed them. Right? It's the same thing when you go here. Do you know that God brings you here to continually equip you so that you can be of good service to those that you reach That's every good. day? He wants you to come in and he wants you to receive and, and get in what God has. Not so that you can just feed yourself, but, but so you can be of service to others. That's good. He says, I brought you here to seek and to serve and save that which was lost. You know, what's funny is we don't, we don't like to always think about being a servant. But Jesus Christ was the greatest servant. And the goods that he produced are still serving us today. That's what God desired about being his business. So I think that it's time that we mind our business. Mm. That we mind our business. Yeah. We're not talking about mind your business. Like saying, <laughs> worry about yourself. Mind your own business. We're not telling people to buzz off. Mind your own business. No. Pay attention to what you have. But what we're talking about is having a mindset on what the Spirit desires.
0: Well, it's, When it's a new thing, it, whatever's in your mind is your business. It's not my business. And I can't fix what's in your mind, so your mind is your business to fix. And it's only going to be found in the Word of God. It's only going to be found through prayer and fasting and seeking his face.
1: Well, what's crazy is that when we think about mind your business, I still think that in our mindset, we're still thinking about mind your business. So I need to be mindful about the business of myself, of what I'm doing. No, 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 no. Listen to me. If your mind is set on what the spirit desires, yeah. then the spirit desires God's business. Then your mind will be set on the business of God so that's minding your business if it's God's business it should be your business
0: and that's where we start to walk by faith and not by sight because we're about the father's business well
1: there's different attributes about minding your business
0: yeah
1: when you mind your business you are attentive and concerned with God's presence and his desire for not just you but others When you mind your business, you place importance on following his lead and his will for your life. When you mind your business, you take heed to his word and are obedient to it. When you mind your business, you choose to want to be about it. Not out of obligation, but out of love for him. When you mind your business, you develop the goods of Christ within you that can be used to serve the world. When you're about the Father's business, if Jesus Christ came to this world and said, I am about my Father's business, yeah. shouldn't we be? Shouldn't we be about God's business? Yeah. What's crazy is I look at David in this story, and God began to speak to me, and he said, look look at David. He said, in order to mind your business, you must first change the order of business. It's good. Right? You know, sometimes when we get up, you know, you think of like shows or different things that you think or town meetings or hall. What's the first order of business? You know what I'm saying? And people are saying things or like when you have a, a job to do or a task that you've got to do or even in the d- d- day, what's your first order of business when you get up? What is it? Maybe to get up, brush your teeth, go to the bathroom. I, let's just be honest. Probably almost everybody who gets up, the first thing they do is go to the bathroom. Let's just be honest what you do unless you've been up all night and already done it that's just the thing but most people you know what i'm saying was the first order of business as you go through and what god began to say is that david had to change the order of his business yeah. he had to change the order of what he did see you may have a new mind that god has given you because you may have got up you may have washed your face you may have anointed yourself and you may have changed your clothes But the fact about it is, is how do you stay that way? How do you continue to have a new mind that's renewed in Christ every day? You get your business in order. You get your stuff together. You get your mindset right. You put everything in order with what God's doing. See, what's crazy is these things that David did first. Think about it. He washed his, he got up. He washed his face. He anointed himself. And then what did he do? He changed his clothes. But all those things were outward things. All those things were outward things first. Yes, he asked God for the anointing, but he anointed himself with oil. I get that. But you can put oil on your head all day long and you can still smell like Crisco and not know God. It doesn't matter. The fact of it is, is when things change is when the business in here begins to change. When the business in here begins to change, because when here changes, here changes. It's
0: well like I All said, when, when when I have a new mind, you get a new husband. I get a new wife. So <laughs> what well, and so when that <laughs> when that happens, it changes the order of things. So when the mind is new and you see it and, and, and I, I start to you know, find those different things. Because if not, I'm selfish and I'm all about me. But when my mind's made up and new, I start loving my wife like Christ loved the church. And so you start to find those things that, that mean something to her. And you, you go after those things because when the mind's made up, it's not about me. It's about you. When you're my, it's not about, it's about me. And we, we do that together. It's, it's, it's genuine together because the mind starts looking after that. Two become one. You start working together and, and the mindset changes. It's just not like, what am I going to do? And, and, and I guess you can, you can look at this in your daily routine. What is your routine? Do you go to work come home waiting for your meal from somebody or whatever the case and go through your daily work do something out of that because when your mind is made up when it's a new thing for you here's what happens you start changing your pattern you start looking at it different you start loving your spouse the way God loves you see what I'm saying and, and, and people and all the above because that will start shifting you, you you might wonder like in your relationship how do I how do I do that it's your everyday step don't try to change it all in one moment and fall apart the next day step by step he orders it every day little wins, they add up all those fragments add up to a beautiful picture
1: well what I love is that David said here, um back in verse 29 because if you go down to it not 29 i was in the wrong chapter sorry back in verse 23 he says but now he is dead why should i fast can i bring him back again and what i love about it is that david was less focused on regaining what he lost and more focused on what he had gained in christ he wasn't so that's listen to me that's tough i'm telling you he lost a child okay so here he did he lost a child and the things that had taken place and we're going to get into this a little bit deeper but the fact of it is we're relating this listen to me we're not just relating this physically we're more relating this spiritually when you begin to lose things because a loss is a loss what and and we grieve in different ways when things go on spiritually in our lives and emotionally when we feel that things have been lost to us whether it's relationships whether it's jobs whether it's just you know what i'm saying just who we are identity some things happen sometimes to where when you came up last week if you were here and you came up last week and you what you did was you anointed your mind you anointed yourself and you prayed over yourself let me ask you what was your focus when you left was it asking god to regain everything that you had lost or was it focusing on saying god thank you for what you've given me that's new and i want to begin to go from here and ask for you to do that new thing in me yeah where was your focus
0: well it, he redeems the time and and then you have a new opportunity in a different way to redeem it i don't i don't want to spend a lot of time on this this subject of what i'm about to say but i i want to bring it to a kind of like an example and not spend a lot of time on it. Um, dad, I'm praying for you. Yeah. I love you. Um, and, it, you know, and, and I just want to give a, a, a real example, okay? My dad just lo- lost his sister um, yesterday, and that my aunt, his sister, the baby sister, um, not only did he just lose a sister, just in the w- same week he lost his cousin. And so a cousin that he had to live with, with his aunt and all that when he was a child, and they grew up together, he lost her this week, and he lost his his only sister. The reason I'm saying this, Dad, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I I just want to say that you're, you're, you're a prime example of a new mind. Um, you didn't have to be here. You chose to be here because you know how important the house of the Lord is. Not only was He here, did you see Him worshiping up front? I'm not trying to point Him out, just in general. But I'm just trying to say He did lose somebody physically, and it didn't stop His praise, and His love, and His desire for God to touch His mind. Now, is He hurting? Absolutely. Is, is He? Absolutely. But He knows His strength is found in God. And so, what a what a, a real example of like what David was doing. You're seeing. You watch that unfold physically in somebody's life that is truly hurting and in pain but again uh, you know it, I, I can't pray anymore that God would br- bring her back or bring no. him back I got to move forward I got to keep I got to get to the house of the Lord I got to I got to go forward and 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 now what's the next steps you know I got so when he renews my mind my, my business so now there's there's a whole family that's hurting that don't know the Lord in, in, in some aspects and and so now how do I become become the light in the situation when I'm hurting, but I still know my strengths found in him. See what I'm saying? This stuff is real.
1: It's so good. And I love that you even brought that up and not to, not to just like you said, point out dad, but what, what is awesome is I love that God chooses to bring us to that place that no matter what we're going through, he will set things in the order to, to to display his glory. Absolutely. To display who he is. If you choose to be allowed to be used by him, even in your pain, he'll still display his glory. Yeah. He'll still still do what he needs to do. And that's what I loved about David and bring that in is the first order of business that he changed. Order of business is an issue that must be dealt with or a job that must be done. The first order of business David did is he went and worshipped. He went and worshipped. If you look back in verse 20, it says, Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped.
0: Because a lot of people, when tragedy strikes or something heavy happens... They, they sink into a depression and lay in it. And it's, you have to get up and shake that dust off of you from the earth and just say, i got to get to the house of the Lord because I know I, I need him. I need him as much as I, can, I, need, I need to, not only do I need him, but I need to be surrounded by other believers that are going to help lift my arms up when I feel weak. That's right. And so he had to go, and so this is where we are, but this is what happens is too many times we allow the circumstances in our life to drop us down, and then what happens? If I allow the circumstances of something that would happen with me and us or something like that would drop us down, guess what would happen? You would have more weight on your shoulders because you would try to be carrying my weight, but I have to renew my mind. That's right. And so that it's even, if not, and then there's why people are getting burned out, and even in relationships, they feel like they're doing more of the work than anybody else. That's right. The mind has to get in order. When it is, it's new. Doesn't it doesn't mean you're not going to go through hard times. It doesn't mean. He talks about it so many times that trials and tribulations will face you, but it doesn't have to own you, and it doesn't have to be your identity. He's your identity.
1: It's good. That's good. That's good. I think what we need to re- realize is that when we have things taking place, just like David did, is that worship <coughs> leads us to yeah. presence. Worship leads us to presence. Worship makes you attentive and concerned with God's presence and his desires. Worship leads to presence. If you are needing the presence of God, position yeah. yourself in a place of worship. Absolutely. Position yourself in a place that knows that he is above all, he is beside all, he has been there before, after, he, he knows where you are. But you have to position yourself in a place for presence. When we worship God, we are inviting his presence into our lives and the world we live in. Worship continually changes our perspective of our circumstances because it places more importance on blessing and honoring God with our lives than being blessed ourselves. Yeah. The only way to keep a new mind is to maintain a passion for his presence. We do this through continual worship daily. And God said this to me. He said, when his presence is my passion... His purpose or business becomes my plan. Mm. When his presence is my passion, his purpose or business becomes my plan. Yeah. It changes you, it changes who you are, it sets you in a position to understand and develop who he is in your life. David's second order of business was he ate. He ate. Verses 20 through 24. We're going to go back over this again. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. He then went to his own house. And when he asked, they set food before him and he ate. Then his servant said to him, what is this thing you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me and that the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. What's crazy is up to this point, David had fasted. And and you look at it and you probably would ask the same question. Why are you fasting Why are you eating now? You didn't even get your prayer answered. What you were asking for, you didn't even receive. But did he? Because the reason that we fast is to deny the flesh and make us more aware of his presence in and throughout our lives. And this is what I believe that David did during this time. I believe David wasn't just fasting to ask God to bring the child back. Because if you go back... At the beginning of chapter 12, Nathan, the prophet Nathan, already tells David that the price, the payment for this sin is death. Actually, David should have died. It was David's life that should have been taken. But God had a plan for him to rule. And God knew that that time was right now. It wasn't later when a child was grown and could take over for him, it was right now. Do you understand that God has a plan for you right now? So right now is the time to put your mind in order.
0: That's
1: good. And what Nathan said, so because of this, you won't die, but the child will. Mm. The prophet had already spoken that the child would die. So if you go back and you look, why was David fasting? I believe he already knew that God said what he had said through his prophet. But he was fasting for the grace of God to be bestowed upon his life and for presence to overtake his past mistakes. I believe this is why he cried out in Psalm 51:10. What's he say in Psalm 51:10? Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That, that whole psalm is all about that sin that happened with Bathsheba. Everything correlates.
0: And then the next verse says, do not cast me away from your presence and do not take the Holy Spirit from me. And the next verse says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your gracious spirit. He's crying out for God because what happened with Saul, when Saul didn't obey God, he had lost his anointing. He stripped him and and David's like, oh my gosh. And God changed his grace. It changed everything.
1: But see, that's the power of it. Because see, David anointed himself, but he knew without the actual presence of God, his anointing meant nothing. Because your presence own self-righteousness and self-anointing is nothing but God's anointing and the righteousness of who he is on your life is everything Everything. and that's why David fasted that's why he laid down yes did he cry out for the child but I believe his biggest cry was that God would restore the grace and renew salvation in his heart so that he could do what God had desired
0: you have to read that Psalm 51 that whole thing it's powerful it's based off of this whole scripture and God or David's cry to God
1: I was wrecked yesterday sitting there because God reminded me of this. And I think that we need to get this in our hearts. We don't fast to change God's mind, but to receive the mind of Christ.
0: My goodness.
1: We don't fast to change His mind, but to, but his... to receive His mind. Change your perception. Why do you think David was able to perceive at the end that the child was dead? Because he had received the mind of Christ from his fasting. Mm. He had received it because he wasn't in there just weeping so that God would change his mind. No, change my mind, God. Renew my spirit. Create in me a clean heart. Yeah. That's when David's mind became set on the word of God and the truth of it, He then placed himself in an importance of feeding himself. I'm talking about, we're we're spiritually paralleling this. He went and he worshiped, and then he went and he ate. He ate. Jesus Christ said said himself that he is the bread of life in John 6, 35. And in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, it says it like this. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives mm-hmm. it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right oh. god uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work yeah he worshiped and he ate when you need to keep a new mind and renew your mind daily, you set yourself in a position of worship so that you can receive presence and then you eat. You eat of his word. You eat it. You devour it. You take it in. You take it in. It's that bread of life that's going to sustain your soul. I'm going to think about this. In any business or any job that you ever go into, did you have to like you know, know the instructions or what was needing to be done and be trained. Or some jobs even come with certain manuals that you yeah. have to read. If videos. it's computer work or videos or yeah. things that you have to watch. Most of the time, anything that we don't know to Safety do.
0: videos.
1: Yeah. You have to know the manual. You have to know what is to be done. You have to have instructions. We, we weren't placed to just wing it. Most of the time, if you go into a job and you just wing it, you're going to get fired.
0: Yeah. Or hurt.
1: Or hurt. Or hurt somebody else. Yeah. But in any order of business, in any business, you have to know the instructions. Well,
0: there's there's a standard for it for the business. That's there's right. a standard that is held if you're going to be a part of that business.
1: That's right. And when you mind your business, you'll read the manual to produce good works and fruit that will be of service to others. If you really mind the business of God and mind your business that's in here, this will be important to you. Yeah. You'll eat it. You won't just eat it. And what I love about it is he got up and ate after he had fasted, not for the fact of like, oh, my Lord, I'm so hungry and I didn't get what I needed and I'm so, you know, I I don't have any strength. I don't once hear that David complained. He just got up and he went in and he ate. He worshiped and he ate. And the thing about it is, is that it is so important for us every day to take ourselves into that place of knowing that God, number one, I need, I love you. I worship you and you are above all things in my life, but God, number two, now I need your word. I need sustenance. I need strength.
0: I guess the bottom line is when it comes to the word of God, if you didn't read your Bible on your own, it wasn't important to you. If you're like, oh, I didn't get to read my Bible, that wasn't important to you because you do what's important to you. You make that an importance in your life. I didn't have time. Oh, you had time to scroll for three hours on this, this, and this. You can't read the Bible and and oh well the verse of the day dig into it if, if it's got to start there start somewhere but you got to choose so powerful. what did I say last week if you're barely if you're just eating on Sundays it, it, what that's called is a toddler Christian you're, you're still having somebody you have to choose well where do I start that's a, a lot of people's questions and and, and that's its it the craziest thing because the, if they question it then they're just like well I just won't do it but yet, we'll pick up a book and read some crazy book and just go on on it. Get into so the, this map. This map is life-changing. It, it has every—and what is the craziest thing? I, we got to get through this, but it is 2023. And this, this book is still relevant today. It's still new today. It still does something today. It still has every answer you could possibly think of. Today,
1: Well, I think the problem is that we have created our inability, not even just inability because we're not unable to read it, but our lack of desire to want to read the word has literally created spiritual eating disorders. Mm. And we wonder why we can't bring order to the business of God in our life is because we have created disorder and chaos because we don't read and we don't eat. And we don't do what God wants to do. And so every part of the body begins to malfunction. If God related us to the body of Christ and you are not nourishing your part and piece of the body as an organ, then guess what happens? It begins to shut down. And then disorder takes place in the body. And now we have anorexic and bulimic churches because what's happened is we are not feeding ourselves.
0: Come on. So good. My goodness.
1: I think we need to realize that we have to quit starving ourselves because there's not a food shortage when it comes to the word of God in America. Come on. We don't live in a third world country where this is taken from us and we have to literally hide it. Do you know some people literally will tear these pages? And I have seen our different articles and different stuff where they have actually ate it and swallowed it because they've got to hide it after they read it or whatever has gone on. Craziness. We don't live there. We have every opportunity at our hands, and we still choose not to. Oh, I didn't have time. Well,
0: it's, a, it's a mindset of the word, a mindset well, to dig into it's, his presence.
1: It's a, it, the crazy thing of it is, is you don't grow. Your body doesn't grow off of one meal a week. Doesn't work that way. And I know any of you who have kids or have had kids or have kids still grown in your house, guess what happens? they still going to want you to feed them and they aren't going to grow off one meal a week. Doesn't work that way.
0: They hungry. They're going to be hangry.
1: And you wonder why we have problems dealing with our emotions because you have hangry Christians. Because they don't feed themselves. They aren't nourishing their bodies. They don't know how to handle and equip right here in the mind because they're not feeding themselves things of the mind that are good.
0: Well, when you're faced with tragedy or or trials when you're feeding yourself in the end that's what you remember what does the word of god say i have a new mind so if i have a new mind what does the word say about the situation i'm dealing with and that's where you start to win the battle because you go to the word for your source don't go to somebody else thinking they're going to give you the answer or read it in some horoscope thing you you got to go to the word of god that's the that's the answer to the situation
1: or it's backwards you go through something really, really hard, right? You go through something really hard, and then we just start flipping scripture. Oh, God, I need to know you. We get up on our phones. I need you to give me something. I need a word, God, from you so that I can help deal with this situation. And what we literally do is we treat God like a dealer to get a quick fix. We treat him like he's our dealer. We go to him, you know, God, if you can just give me a quick fix you know, quick fix to fix this problem in this situation in my life. I'll be better. And God has said this to me over and over. I've said it to others. You've heard me say it this week. God does not want to be your quick fix, but he wants to be a permanent fixture in your life. He doesn't need you to go to him to be your dealer. He is not your dealer. He's your healer and your restorer, and he's your salvation, and he's your hope, and he's your peace, and he's your focus, and he's your life, and he's your wholeness. And do you hear me? Yeah. He's all those things and, and this is the thing The only way to do this To create a new mind Is to eat And I broke it down We eat E-A-T Examine the word of God By looking into it deeply We apply it And put it to use And we trust it We believe every single word That it says We eat We examine it Study it Know it Look in and out Every detail of it we apply it, and we trust it. Good. The third order of business and the last order of business that David did yeah. when he was done is he created intimacy. I want to go with you to verses 24 um, through 25. And it says, Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba and went into her and lay with her, and she bore a son. And he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him and sent a message by Um, and sent a message by nathan the prophet so he called his name jedidiah because the because of the lord again like we said this is literally a spiritual parallel it said he went into his wife and he lay with her and she bore a son okay they were intimate but a new and renewed mind is developed through godly intimacy a new, and renewed mind is developed through godly intimacy. Romans 8, 6 says this. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but yeah. the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. When yeah. we create a life of intimacy the world's way, the only things we birth are death and destruction. But yeah. when we create a life of intimacy with God, yeah. we can reproduce life, peace, blessings, and favor. So good. He went in. See, the first time he was intimate with Bathsheba was in the world's way. It was out of lust. It was out of confusion. It was out of flesh and selfish desires. Yeah. But when God began to redeem that, he went in and lay with his wife again. But it was in a godly manner. It was why, by what God wanted. Do you realize that God wants to create intimacy with you? Not just a one-night stand, but a Ooh. moment of a lifetime with you. True intimacy with God is saying, Into me you see. Intimacy. Into me you see. That's why you don't have a problem with his word and reading it because you're okay if it corrects you. You're okay if it disciplines you. You're okay if it sees every part of you that you don't it's want good. everybody else to see because you know that godly intimacy is true love. It's true passion. It's true grace. It's true mercy. It's true hope that intimacy doesn't care. I, I'm telling you what, there are things that I don't care that Brandon sees that I don't want the rest of you to see. Yeah. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about in here. There are things that I will allow him to see that maybe the rest of you don't see. Hmm. And there are some things that I don't allow him to see because God is dealing. But what I'm trying to say is because there's that intimacy. There's that trust that is developed. There's that love and that passion that I can trust that. See, the thing about it is, is God wants to develop a trust within you between you and him.
0: Absolutely.
1: So that you begin to trust, to share every part of you, even the bad. He doesn't care. Intimacy is built out of time and trust.
0: Well, that's why he said that in Psalm 51. Created me a clean heart. He's opening up saying, see into everything I have. This thing is wide open. Whatever you need to do, I'm not just going to apply the scripture that I think fits just me in this moment. Keep reading down. Read why it, why it says what it says. Not just, and this is why people do, they, they pick and choose. Oh, that's good for me because that, that, that's, a, that's a hope scripture. What about the other scripture though? Read all of it creating me a clean, whatever it is. If there's something, cut it off. I don't need it. If it, if it needs cut, cut it. And and we we want to pick and choose. God, you can have all except that. You can have this, but, but not that. Yeah. What he's trying to do in your mind and get you a new thing happening in your life is you saying, God, have it all. Every bit of me, my, my, my bag, all the above, take all of it. Don't hold on to anything. We've said that many times when we were going through that letting go of luggage and letting go of all, all that take all of it. Look at this. Search my heart. If there's something, then let me, let it let it dwell on me. Let the Holy Spirit convict me in it and let me start making the changes. That's where the renewed mind comes in. Well,
1: and I think that's why our relationships in this world struggle and why we see such a hard time with the 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 fact of relationships whether it's with friends whether it's literal intimate relationships of husbands and wives and spouses whether it's uh with family intimacy between family of you know trusting and and being able to talk into we struggle with all those areas and i believe for a fact it's because we don't know how to have intimacy with god we don't want him to see inside To the very depths and the reason we're struggling with our intimate relationships of friends, co-workers, family, spouses. You know, I can't have a new you or you a new me unless you are intimate and new and renewed with Christ. Yeah. If you want things to change in your lives and the intimate relationships that you have in your lives, then change the way you are intimate with God.
0: This won't work unless this works.
1: And can I tell you this? He always shows up. He's always there. He's always there when you come home from work. He's always there when you wake up in the morning. He's there with you in the middle of the night. He's there when you're sick. He's there when you're, guess what? He is the greatest vow keeper for better or worse.
0: Absolutely.
1: And he will always be there. And he can truly teach you what the true intimacy of God looks like. Because when you mind your business... You will look to only create pure, intimate relationships with others that will reproduce the fruit of God in your life and theirs. You will do godly things, godly relationships. You will do it the right way that God desires. You won't do it the way the world tells you you have to do. You won't cheat your best friend out of something because you desire what they have and you covet what they have over there. You know know what I'm saying? Like this isn't just about intimacy like that. This is about everything. Every aspect of your life.
0: Because you have a new mind, you have a new you, and you live with the purpose of God.
1: What's crazy is out of that, because David desired pure intimacy with God, yeah. he was able to have a pure intimate relationship with Bathsheba.
0: Which is crazy because when he got up and the baby died, wouldn't you think he would want to hurry up and go home first? How's she doing? Is she okay? Mm -hmm. He went to God first. God was his source. She wasn't. She'll fail him. We're human. And if you can get anything, get this. When something happens, go to God first. That's right. Don't go to nobody else. Go to him first. Let him be the source. That's
1: the only way your mind will be set straight because some people's minds are crazy and then you pick up their crazy. Then you're crazy. It's the truth. (laughs) You want a new mindset? Don't go to somebody who's got a crazy mind.
0: <laughs> Can I get your advice? I'm like,
1: have you ever done that? Like, you've talked to somebody, you told them their story, and instead of them telling you straight, they just get in agreement with the way that you feel, and then both of you done gone crazy and off your rocker about the story because neither of you went to God to even ask. They didn't ask God what the true uh, opinion was, and you didn't even ask God at all.
0: Hey, Gossip Gary, how are you today? Gossip Gary,
1: Gossip Gary and Loud Linda, <laughs> and I don't know. We could.
0: I got more. I just, let's just finish this. So listen,
1: (laughs) David went in and he laid with Bathsheba. And what's crazy is he didn't lay with her because he was asking God to replace anything. I think he went in to make a covenant with her of godly covenant.
0: My goodness.
1: He wanted to restore that. He wanted to do what was right with her, whether or not they ever had a child. He wanted to do what was right. I believe it was an act of repentance and an act of restoration in them. And what's crazy is that peace and favor are birthed out of godly intimacy. Peace and favor are birthed out of godly intimacy. You ask how? How is that? Well, the name of Solomon means peace. And isn't it crazy that God gave him a second name, which was Jedidiah, which meant beloved or favored by God. Peace and favor were birthed out of godly intimacy. So good. Peace and favor. If you want peace in here, you better learn to be intimate with God. Godly intimacy, spending time with him, talking to him, sharing with him, letting him correct, letting him do things in your life. Your inner turmoil, yeah. see, see, now I, I want to tell you this. It's time we quit trying to receive God's blessing on things that never came from his spirit.
0: My goodness.
1: You cannot place God's name on something that was never birthed from his will. You can't say, oh, well, God told me to do that. No, he did not. You told you to do that, and then you put a God stamp on it trying to say that God approved it because you wanted him to approve it, but it wasn't his will.
0: Try to make it holy, and it wasn't holy at all.
1: And you know what's crazy? Mm. You think I'm lying. Then look back at that first baby. Did he have a name? Was that first baby ever named, and did God ever give him a name before he died? No. Because you cannot place the blessing and favor of God and the name of God on something that is not of his will.
0: So good.
1: You can't look at it and be like, oh, well, God said it's good and God did this and God did. No, he didn't. Did you really seek his face to know
0: what he did? Well, I think because people lied to themselves, so they want to try to make it feel good by putting a God stamp on it instead of being obedient to God. Yep. They want to just be like, well, I'll just ask for forgiveness, you know, and instead of, you know what I mean? Like, we go for the forgiveness first, and if you would have just listened and, and been obedient to what he said, if you would have just followed what God already told you, you wouldn't be in the mess you're already in. That's right. If you just follow it, that's where faith comes in. That's where your obedience goes in. That's where there's a new thing happening and a new mindset, and you just walk in it. That's right. You don't have to just, you know, just chase Chase forgiveness around in circles and then God stamp everything well God said I should and God said okay when, when did God start being double-minded himself well God told me to do this now God told me to do this within the same week God told me I need to do this God told me I need what are you talking about you have two different things going on do you who are you praying to what are well, you, you haven't praying to you probably
1: consulted God on any of it
0: but I think God told me and I think God told me so what I think I'm going to do is what I, 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 What does God say?
1: That's right.
0: And if you don't like it, deal with it because that's what he said. You go with it because then there's that obedience and then there's the end. We, we want too many times we want it all fixed. We want to see the big picture. Oh, yeah, there it is. We don't want to go through the process to get to the picture. We want to see it first and then we'll try to figure out how we can get to that.
1: No, and then we're, we've got inside. Inside, we've got inner turmoil and inner strife, and all these things going on in our mind because we have not ever allowed God to be intimate with us. Well,
0: He gives us glimpses, and here's the thing: for you to get, div- you have to go through different things to develop you so you can handle the thing He's trying to get you to.
1: Well, but what Christ? You know, you know the problem of that is, and not getting into the fullness of this. But God calls that double-minded. You're just double-minded.
0: Don't get into our other sermon.
1: And I ain't going into that, but I'm just trying to tell you that if Double you want term. a mind, listen to me, if you want a new mind, then you have to be a, a mind that's made up about who God is in your life. I can't say that Brandon's my husband and I love him, but every time we go somewhere, be embarrassed of him and not want to talk to him or be, you know what I'm saying? And and he's crazy. He does Wait, some things up. that are, are crazy sometimes. You know what I'm saying? you a mama? Yeah, I have a mama. <laughs>
0: I might be crazy
1: but the fact of it is is that i'm proud to know that i'm your wife i'm proud to know and i do that. embarrass
0: her on purpose
1: yes but I'm, I'm still proud to know that do you understand what i'm saying no matter what's going on i'm still proud to say hey that's my husband that's who i represent in our family you know what i'm saying like he represents me i represent him and i'm proud for that fact and that's what god is wanting you to be are you proud to know that he is yours and you are his because yeah. that's what intimacy brings. It doesn't matter what somebody else says or what's going on. You do what's right. You're not double-minded. Oh, I love you today, but I don't love you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: We're going to hang out today. Tomorrow I've got plans. Sorry, It's God. not
1: like that. True love brings about true intimacy. Your love for Christ only continues when your mind is made up about him and stayed on him. Isaiah 26.3. And why don't you stand with us this morning? Isaiah 26.3 says it this way. You keep... Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. And this is what God is trying to say. David was only able to say hello to peace and favor when he said goodbye to the flesh. He was only able to say hello to peace and favor when he said goodbye to the flesh. And a mind stayed on God will always stay new.
0: Well, you can't, when you're saying goodbye, you can't always keep your back turned to the good things. If you're going to say bye, you say bye and turn, and you face the good and the favor and the peace and the joy. You can't walk backwards and keep saying bye, 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 because you won't go straight. You'll start drifting off anyway, walking backwards saying bye. Turn yourself towards the the light of day. Turn yourself towards the new thing that he's trying to do. Keep your mind focused on who he is. Church, mind your business. It's your business. It's your mind, and every mind has a business, and what is it about? You need to search that out. God, what is my, what is my business in this mind? What am I doing? And when that when you start to understand that, you start to realign yourself. And like the, we, I don't know if you notice it, but we, we try real hard to be moved by the Spirit in our worship and the way we, the things we sing that lead into the things we preach, that, that we're focusing, that it is a new horizon, that we are going forward, that we are going to prophesy to this mind, to our own self and say it's good, it's, it's whole, it's, it's, it's steady. I'm at peace. Your mind, your business And I'm telling you, church, listen, God, he's doing a new thing. Are you a part of it? It's your time. This is your time in this moment to walk forward and know that he's faithful and he's good. And so as we get into this, keep coming back. Just keep coming back. The new thing that's happening is God is doing something in you right now. And then we just continue to let that be contagious to everybody else. Your people that you surround yourself with, when God does something new in your life, it's going to spark conversations because it's like, whoa, hold on. Something's different. There's your opportunity to speak the word of God. It is different. I have a new mind. I have a made-up mind. My mind is different. I have changed the business of my mind, and it is focused on him. I'm not like I used to. I don't laugh at the things I used to laugh. I don't do the thing. My mind's different. He's faithful. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time. God, it's all wrapped up around our mind. God, there is a battlefield of the mind, but we take authority over it. And as we unload this, God, give us the wisdom, God, to to direct the mind that we can have your mind. Like it says, the mind of Christ. Help us, God. God, it's our mind, it's our business. And we need to be about your business. So help us direct those things, God, that we have thought were important as a business, God. Let it focus on you. Help us as we walk this out. Because, God, you're doing a new thing. And we want to be about the thing you're doing. We're all about you. We love you. We're thankful. We love you. We're thankful. I have a new mind church, say it. I have a new mind. Say it again. I have a new mind. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. We love you.